Hey there, and welcome to Shadow Facts. That's facts as in horse treat-sized pieces of information, a podcast about Lord of the Rings. But only the horse parts. I'm Joey. And I'm Caitlin. And And this this is is our our oath. We vow to discuss every horse mentioned or visible in both the Lord of the Rings books and film adaptations, and we do mean every. We vow to rank every horse mentioned above. We vow to rewrite one of Tolkien's songs per episode to be about horses, live on the pod. And last but not least, we vow to answer the call of Gondor when the beacon is lit. By which we mean, answer your questions about Lord of the Rings horses to the best of our ability. Shadow facts. What's that? Are those hooves I hear? It's a shit ton of horses. That's what it is, Joey. It's a shit ton of horses. It's just so many. Um, before we jump into talking about those horses and everything else, uh, I'm Joey, and my pronouns are they or he. You can find me on Twitter at Joey the Prince. I, Joining me. It's so bold to plug your Twitter here at you the You said that last time you can't make the same joke twice in a row. I be, but it, <laughs> it does. It seems like there's a confidence to doing it beforehand. Like, I know that you're going to like what you hear so deeply that you're going to need it on tap. And here's how to do that. No, it just seems <laughs> like the thing that I'm supposed to do. It's fine. It's fine. I think you deserve that level of confidence because, boy, do we have a nice three hours of horse names for people. Yeah, I hope it's not three hours. Um, I... And Caitlin, you can find me on been... Twitter at Chilo and Behold. My pronouns are they, them. What was that, Joey? Um, I was thinking about making a new pinned tweet and threading all of my crimes against God and humanity <laughs> and food. Yeah. Instead of just having the one, the worst, the worst crime. I don't know. Is that crime worse or the other one? Anyways... It's a, it's it's irrelevant to this. Um, where where do you want to start? Well, it's a movie episode, and I'm pretty impressed with us because we got through like 30 minutes of movie. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that is not horses. So I think let's start with kind of an overview of everything that happened and our many not horse related feelings, and then we'll we'll round up back at the corral. Yeehaw, uh-huh. rawhide. Yeah. Yeah. To mm, hmm, uh, to spe- to cl- to clarify to whatever uh, we are covering movie section uh, for Return of the King from minute marker two seventeen forty two to 
245.09. I don't have the chapter titles for you. It shit happens. There are horses on the screen when we start, and there are not horses on the screen when we end. Thank God. We literally, when we went to watch this section of the movie, you you hit this, you know, like, we're screen sharing, we're watching, we full screened it, you hit play, and then I immediately said stop because I was overwhelmed by the amount of horses. (laughs) Yeah. So that's where we're at. A A lot happens. So we start with the Rohirrim muster, like, frantically racing for Minas Tirith. And there's a bunch that happens there. Yeah. Um, Aemer is riding in, um, we, Mary makes a speech to Eowyn, um, about how, I, I, Mary I mean, confesses little... his love for Eowyn? <laughs> Yeah, honestly, he he says something. I mean, he does the fucking thing that Eowyn has done to Ottergorn, where she says, like, you know, those who love you or whatever, and she means herself. And Mary says something about oh, like those yeah. who love you, and it feels and like he's talking he means about himself. himself. I didn't even. That's such a good parallel that they're both doing this kind of yeah. conversational sidestep. Yeah. 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 It's um, really and good. just talking about like his friends and how he's fighting for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. They're both kind of at their like <sighs> their emotional high points. Mary is like chewing on a piece of bread while this is going on and doing a great little lopsided smile because he's been chewing on bread. It's very yeah. good. I feel like the speech of Mary started out a little um awkward for me like I feel like as an actor he was struggling at the beginning of it it's because it I mean it's it's weird you know you just have to do it like you and it's it's tough to just like start Mm. those kinds of I think like monologues um but I feel like by the time he gets to Pippin's name he's really like nailing it yeah yeah, there's there's a great moment. He's you know he's like I just want to help my friends, and then he lists all of his friends, but his voice very much goes incredibly like tender when he when he says Pippin. I yeah, it's very interesting to talk about acting with you because I feel like we experience <laughs> actors and their acting very distinctly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else to say about that scene? It's really, it's good. It's, I, I think Spectraling, the, the prince of Merowyn shipping on Twitter has, like, proclaimed that the, the love confession scene, and it, it really is. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's nice that we get some time where she's not, like, because the last scene between them that we really talked about was her kind of like being playful with him with his sword and very much treating him like a child yeah which i did not love and they are like it's still a cute scene but there is kind of a a sour note there yeah 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 and in this scene there is more equality yeah well in some way yeah it's interesting too i like the 
change from the book instead of, you know, Mary only realizes in the books that it's Eowyn once they're, like, in the thick of it. And I like them building up to it together, like, both of them being Mm. drawn Mm -hmm. and tired and nervous in their own way and kind of coping with their feelings. Like, she seems so... So tired here. Yeah. Um, and I also love her, like, head uncovered in the middle of this camp. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a good scene. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then we cut to fiery siege weapons. Siege, siege weapons. We cut We cut to straight up a bad time at Minas Tirith. Mom, come get me. Grand, I want to go home. Grand, 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 And then Gandalf on Shadowfax, galloping around, rallying the troops, being like, stand your ground. Well, and um, before that is Denethor. Denethor takes Faramir to burn. Oh, yeah. I, no, I, yeah. I mean, yes. That, I hadn't. I think that happens chronologically first, before the trolls break through. Yes, I... It does. I was not saying that we were at the trolls yet. I was saying it's just the beginning of Gandalf saying, stand your ground. Okay, I see. Okay. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I just want to make it clear that I'm not wrong. <laughs> I am also Mark, right. Mark I was on this. Mark went up for on the, on the ongoing yeah. competition <laughs> that is Shadow Facts. It's been, guess what? It's been a game show all along, folks. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a fucking prize at the end of it. It's a Chevy Impala. Okay. Um, I'm good with my grandpa sedan. Um, yes, we cut to Pip and Denethor and Faramir, and they're, like, carrying Faramir on a thing, and they're on their way to, like, the crypt place. Yeah, Denethor straight up says, like, we're going to, we are going to burn, and yeah, he says no tomb for Denethor and Faramir. <laughs> God. Uh, and yeah, and he seems so... He, like, looks down at the city of his own people and he kind of, like, scoffs. And he's like, why do, like, why do they scream? Why do they run? Like, it's very chilling. He seems yeah. very much outside of himself. Yeah. And then there's it's a moment up. here that I love. It's a little heavy-handed, but I still really like it. <laughs> um... Denethor. Is it the tree? It, yeah, it's the tree thing. You know I love a good tree metaphor. Denethor yeah. says there is no hope for men. And as he says that, it cuts from this like grim procession to the, the white tree of Gondor. And there is, in fact, a single bloom on the tree of Gondor. Yeah. Tree's not so dead anymore. You thought you were dead. It was only mostly dead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um- <laughs> Uh, there's some more Grand, uh, cause, oh, then, yes, then grand, Gandalf grand, makes sort of grand, the full grand, speech grand. and is like, whatever comes through that gate, stand your ground. And what comes through that gate grand is a bunch through, of, yeah. Then, yes. A bunch of fucking trolls and Gandalf and looks And when scared. Gandalf sees them, yeah, there is this great moment where like, he, like, he was not expecting that we get. I don't know what he was expecting. A p- um a party. Uh, <laughs> a surprise! <laughs> Happy birthday, Gandalf! 
it's a it's a welcome back to life party because you know no one everyone's been busy no one really had time to throw it for him oh yeah it's like happy second birth happy second birth um yeah actually the we get so much of like gandalf being vulnerable and and yeah and frightened in this section which is so affecting it works for me yeah 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 and we we cut away from that to to uh frodo frodo our boy and he is kind of he, stumbling he's, along being stalked yeah, by she yeah he's just come he's just come back from his like galadriel yeah, from his vision. his from the sh- the short sleepover in yes. Florian. and so now he's like he it, he sees this tower in the distance and he is moving toward it and then we see Shelob lurking it's and oh it's so it's really good and also i want to talk about a i i I hate to be this guy um one Uh because i just hate it and two because i'm really not that knowledgeable about the subject are you gonna talk about about cinematography yes i'm sorry (laughs) you'll like it though because this particular thing is called the dutch angle dutch angle um there's this really like queasy shot of of frodo like it's like kind of like from below and diagonal on frodo looking up with sheila behind him and the effect of this camera work is it just it just feels so off-putting it you know it's all the it's all the same tricks that they did with the stairs leading the stairs above Carathon yeah. that made me feel that vertigo. It should it really works here because we don't get a lot of time for a tense buildup, but they I think manage it no, anyways. They do great, and and there's this like he whips around because he thinks he hears something, and then she's like uh-huh. gone because she's yeah. actually above him, and oh, it's great. And then I mean, and then when when she actually pounces, like it's so it's so quick like there's no fight there's no like she just like stings him and he's down and then we have to see horrible horrible elijah wood face yeah i think this is Um, probably uh, this is like the the apex like the worst that his face gets i think yeah it's pretty it's pretty gross he's like frothing foaming at the mouth from the stinger poison and making all sorts of little grunts and groans yeah um grimaces she is scary I here to... yes i want to say one thing about my feelings about elijah wood and frodo okay i gave elijah wood a lot of shit in fellowship of the ring and i still occasionally have those feelings but mostly not and i do like i don't hate frodo and i don't even hate elijah wood i think he does a good job in a lot of ways, but I think that, I mean, I do still think his acting, he struggles a little bit in some moments, and I just have a hard time with, like, his his physical pain face. That's I, Which that's is not fair. just about him. Yeah. That's also, like, especially in this scene, that's about, like, you know, them portraying spider poison <laughs> and how they chose to well, do also, that. Well, that's, also, it's a long yeah. shot. Like, he yeah, is just staring into the camera and kind of having this yeah. physical reaction for, like, it fe- It feels like 30 seconds. It's it's a long time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, she love is scary. Yeah. Here. Well, I think that I think they do. First of all, it looks it looks really good. Like that's all that's that's all CG. Yeah. Um. It it still looks yeah. really good, and I think the thing that they capture really well here is it's a scary combination because it it looks like she has like physical weight and mass is is like big and heavy, but also moves very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast yeah 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 i will say yeah the cg is is really good i actually in the that dutch angle shot i because like she literally forms the background for frodo for part of it you get a little bit of that sense of like you know like he's been cut out and superimposed on top and and I can, and I can tell, I, like, the shot is still really effective. Ah, yeah, um, I didn't, I but I did, that. like, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm apparently extremely, I'm like a CG super taster. <laughs> the, the CG tastes like soap! <laughs> um, yeah, and then... So he gets spider got and then Shelob immediately like grabs him and wraps him up in web. And this is the single, I think, grossest sound effect in the entire. Oh, yeah. It's just like this really wet, like. <laughs> and she's like spinning out the web. Yeah. It like really, really grossed me out. <laughs> yeah, I did like like he is so limp in that scene. And I loved to see his like weird limp little body be like rotated like a little <laughs> rotisserie Frodo poor, poor guy I mean I loved to see it like <laughs> you, it was effective you, you loved it, to you see know? it you loved to see it <laughs> oh my god, god. <laughs> and then can I can yeah. I tell you what I wrote next in my notes? Yeah. Sam in all caps with three little hearts afterward. Wow. Yeah, Sam appears. Sam appears and then I also wrote like a small creature defending its fallen mate because those are Tolkien's own words. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. And There's a he's great fight like scene. not my boyfriend motherfucker and he fights Shelob. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. There's a couple it's a good fight. There's a couple little moments I want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. I had, like, a visceral reaction where there's that scene where, like, Shelob kind of has him pinned up against the cliff. And he's, like, mm-hmm. kicking at the, like, uh, kicking at, yeah, like, the, like, at, at her, her like, mandibles. Face? And it's, like, yeah. just between these, like, pinchers. That, like, and it's his bare foot because he's a hobbit. Like, that felt so, like, vulnerable and visceral to me. And also, yeah. The other- oh, can I yeah. s- can I say something about that before you continue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And also, I had I mean, I said while we were watching it, like Sam has fought a lot of bugs in his days as a gardener. But literally during that scene, I was thinking about the fact that he has absolutely like stomped on bugs. And I can't tell. And I, I well, okay. I, here's the thing. I also think Sam might be like, uh, he doesn't kill bugs. And so he very gently relocates yeah. them. But like, 
I just feel like there are some bugs that maybe he stomped on and yeah, um, like the the things that have destroyed funny... his favorite cabbages every year. Right, exactly. <laughs> or like it was... Frodo got bit or stung by something once. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and I just it was it's a funny parallel that like the creature Sam fights is like a, a, a huge version of the like the creatures that he is most familiar with. <laughs> with fighting in one way or another. He, Sam Sam walks <laughs> like onto the control. scene. Sam knows how to do pest control. Yeah, Sam Sam stares into the camera as he's facing off Shelob and says, My oldest foe, pests. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now what what's the other moment? Oh, the other moment during this scene is like a a, a classic a classic fight scene go-to that I love, which is, like, the sword has been knocked from... Sting has been knocked from Sam's hand. Mm -hmm. And there's the scene where... um, There's a moment where Shelob and he are kind of wrestling on the ground, and there's a a somewhat slow-mo shot of Sam's hand, like, scrabbling for the sword, which, that's a classic. You gotta love it. Yeah. I'm like Frodo's rotisserie chicken... (laughs) rotisserie chicken web i love to see it (laughs) yeah yeah and then i would he doesn't even reach the sword at that point like she gets over him and starts stabbing down and he has to like roll out of the way Mm -hmm. multiple times but at some point he gets oh god and and all of it with the pack and like the fucking pans on his back yeah Oh, after he stabs, I really hadn't noticed this before, but after he stabs, like, fatally stabs Shelob, he has, like, Nickelodeon slime on his hands. It's, like, extremely green goo. Oh, wow. I didn't I didn't catch that this time. He doesn't actually fatally stab her either, to be clear. She doesn't necessarily die. Sorry, the stab that ends the fight. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, because you see a close-up of his hands when he goes to unwrap Frodo. Oh, okay. And they're... Yeah, I didn't... It's like, it's straight up, it's straight up, like, Kids' Choice Award slimes. (laughs) Well, um, I wrote, Sam goes to Frodo instantly in tears. Oh, I also wrote instant tears. And he, I mean, both, he, he and I were instantly in Uh tears. uh Yeah, Um, his line here fucking kills me. Don't go where I can't follow. Yeah, it's don't leave me here alone. Don't go where I can't follow. And which makes me feel so many things. And also, like, this, I mean, that line, don't go where I can't follow, is like, it sums up so much. That's their whole relationship. relationship with Frodo. Yeah. Like, I mean, he initially goes with Frodo because he's like, no, like, like, don't go without me. And then, like, at the end, like, when Frodo goes to the Grey Havens initially without him, like, Sam, I think, has the same, like, the same, you know, feeling. Yeah. And then eventually does follow. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's and, throughout. It's the thing that is so painful. Yeah. Like, we talked about... During their, like, travel with Gollum, when, like, Frodo and yeah, Gollum like, have this shared mm-hmm. knowledge that Sam isn't a part of. Like, that is also that. It's, yeah. 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 Yeah, it really is. That is, like, the whole summation of their relationship. It's really good. 
And then this is another adaptation change that I like for this medium, which is that, like, he has just found Frodo's body and, like, pulled the webbing off his face and has maybe a minute, maybe half a minute with him, and then Sting starts glowing. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's so... It feels so awful that he he doesn't have he doesn't have any time to think or feel or anything. He just has to react, and that is, yeah, he has enough time to like determine. He thinks that Frodo is dead mm-hmm. and not just like knocked out. Um, yeah, and is obviously like heartbroken by that. But then, yeah, he has to hide, and then immediately. Finds out from very convenient orc exposition. I've got to say, it felt just a little... Like, that's mostly how it goes down in the book. You know, Sam, like, hears the orcs talking about the stuff. But it it just felt, like, extremely, like... Here, this orc is just going to tell you exactly the information that you need with nothing extraneous. Yeah. 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 And Sam... Oh, um, Sam is like tucked away into one of the little crevices or maybe it's even like a shelob hole, something there. He's tucked away. He's Mm -hmm. like lying on his stomach and he has his hands up in front of them, which are still like covered in goo. And it, it, something about them, him like lying there on his stomach, like with his hands in front of him and like unsure what to do, like felt very evocative to me of, like, capturing the impotence of this moment of, like, not being able to do anything and just having to watch it unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then he tells himself, like... He he repeats, not he dead? He says, Samwise, you fool. Oh, God. Yeah. I just want everyone, including Samwise, to be nice to Samwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that's the end of our our time with Frodo and Sam for this chunk. And we cut back yeah, we to cut the back servants to... building a pyre for Denethor and Faramir. And Pippin watching that happen. Pippin tries to intervene. Yeah, and uh... I didn't remember this. Denethor himself, like, Pippin is yelling with increasing, like, volume and urgency. He's not dead. He's not dead about Faramir. And Denethor grabs Pippin by his, like, Gondoran, um, what's the word? Livery. Not chivalry. I could put him to say chivalry. <laughs> by his Gondoran livery and physically drags him out of the tombs and tosses him out. And says, yeah, I release you from my service. Go and die in whatever way pleases you or something along it's, those lines. I, yes, I release you from my service. Go now and die in whatever way seems best to you. Yeah, Fuck. which is, uh, what a fucking line. Yeah. Yeah, and then Pippin runs off to go find Gandalf to inter- intervene. Goes to appeal to yeah. a higher power. We saw we see Gandalf riding around on Shadowfax trying to get everyone to retreat to the second level. There's lots of... Yeah. There's a, there's a Darth Maul orc in here. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just straight up like a Darth Maul orc, like, biting some dude's neck. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, Gandalf says, like, get the women and children, you know. Oh, yeah, and then we get a scene of, like. level, women running. And there is absolutely, like, a woman on the ground 
like at the base of those steps that the women are running up that they all just like run over the top of. I didn't, oh, I didn't notice, notice it the that. first time. I didn't notice it the first time we watched and then the second time I did and it was rough. Grim. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Mostly you only see the men being attacked. Like, I don't think you actually see any women being, like, actively murdered on screen, but it is implied. Yeah, well, the Peter Jackson loves to do this. And part, you know, uh, this is just a thing that I guess doesn't do a lot for me, but he loves to intercut scenes of, like, men doing battle with, like, women looking frightened. And, like, I understand Mm -hmm. the stakes of the battle because they used grand and, like, fire throwers to, like, break into the city. Like, you don't need to show me, like, scared women for me to understand the stakes. It just, like, doesn't... Yeah. That that doesn't... That's not very effective for me. I don't like it very much. But what is effective for me and does work is... So the the soldiers are retreating to the second level and there's a scene of Pippin, you know, at like waist height trying to kind of fight upstream against all of these faceless men in armor trying to retreat looking for Gandalf and it he just feels so like you feel his like vulnerability and desperation like trying to get through these people here. It's it's such a short yeah. shot but it, it really works for me. Mm-hmm. And then Gandalf grabs you know, Pippin says Denethor is trying to burn Faramir alive, and Gandalf pulls an Eowyn and Mary and just grabs Pippin and throws him up on Shadowfax, and they ride away. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another friend appears, a friend-shaped friend. Uh, yeah, as in the Witch King of Angmar on a uh, fell beast. A... Mm-hmm. Yeah, fed fell meats. Yum. Yeah. Um. This scene and is intense. He's got a sword and he like just like with willpower makes it burst into flames. Uh and then I mean it's doing says, yeah. It's the same like visual language of Sauron. It's the same like weird kind of like black hole implosion effect that uh, that the eye of Sauron mm-hmm. always has going on. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, um and it's this is scary. Yeah, because this is another moment of like Gandalf looking, looking afraid. Like he first tries to like rebuff the Nazgul and tell him to go away, and then the fucking Witch King breaks his staff and flings him and Pippin to the ground, and Gandalf looks scared and and defeated on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like, and honestly, like. I mean, we don't know what would have happened if the next thing that happens, you know, didn't. But it's like, yeah, like that, you know, if it had not been interrupted, that could be the end for Gandalf. Oh, God. And Pippin. Like, it feels like that's like, that is what he recognizes. You know? Yeah. 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 And there's a wonderful moment where like Pippin sees Gandalf on the ground and like, rushes in with his sword above his head and the Nazgul like screams at him and you just see his face go like completely blank with fear. Yeah. Yeah. It's everyone is but he fucking tries to be so brave. Yeah, but and it's so hard. I know, and scary. I know. But luckily we, we are poor Pippin. <laughs> we are saved by the bell here because we hear a horn and the Witch King turns his head to hear it and flies away. 
And that cuts to uh, the Rohirrim arriving, blowing their fucking horns. The cavalry is here. Yeah. Can I say the thing I wanted to say about Shadowfax here? Or do you want me to save that for the horse discussion? I have no, I, I don't know what you want to say about Shadowfax. Just, um, I mean, Shadowfax is this really special oh, yeah, horse, yeah, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And, and like horses spook easily, right? And Shadowfax like does a lot with Gandalf where he just like, he's, you know, he's chill. Like he does what needs to be done. He doesn't fight Gandalf. He fights with Gandalf instead of against Gandalf, you know. Um, And in this scene, he doesn't, like, run away or anything. But, like, especially after... I mean, while Gandalf is still mounted, he's a little, like, antsy, you know, on his feet, sidestepping, etc. But then once Gandalf is on the ground... There's also a moment where he, like, he does, like, a little... He, like, skitters know, like, sideways. Rear. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, because he's spooked. And he, I mean, he's still standing his ground, but it, I don't know, it's... I mean, one, like, they they give us horse characterization there, right? Like, they sh- they had the Shadowfax's actor, you know, react to a thing that wasn't actually there for the horse, right? Because it's CG um, to, you know, add that to the scene. Um, and it, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, sh- me it it's, show- it's like showing the effective, stakes like, in the same way that yeah, like, like, Gandalf looking afraid is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And then the cavalry is here and this is great. Like one, this is one of the like big standout, I think monologues from the entire series like this is this is an interesting moment for me of like the things I love about Lord of the Rings now meeting and brushing up against the things I loved about Lord of the Rings when I was like in middle school and high school which was like like the so I mean I still love the swords but I yeah as a younger person I was much more into the like epic operaticness of it um like I (laughs) Story time. At my 21st birthday party, I got very drunk at a bar and stood up on a table at that bar and did this Theoden speech while people, like, screamed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that that's a great moment. I love that. It's, um, but, like, now, as if you were my favorite part of this scene, is, like, Eowyn and Mary are in the lineup. And Eowyn, like, puts an arm over Mary's shoulder and like holds him in place and says, courage, Mary, courage for our friends. And he like holds on to, holds onto her arm and they both are so afraid and so brave. And I'm so, yeah. I'm so like, it's just. A- that was one of the moments I didn't say this out loud while we were watching, but in my head, I was just screaming, Eowyn, you're breaking my heart. I know. I know. It's so good. Yeah. And then Theoden does the, you know, this will be a, a, a an hour of wolves and shadow shields, blah, blah. You know, it's good. It's really good. Um, and he's like riding up and down the line to like give field orders and to inspire the the people. And there's this great moment where he rides past Mary and Eowyn and Eowyn like turns her face away to hide yeah. so as not to make eye contact with him. And then the charge yeah. begins and Eowyn says, well, sorry, go ahead. They, 
Oh, right. I just wanted to talk about the death, the death moment. Yes, sorry, this is not actually the charge beginning, too, because before that, they're, like, getting ready to go. And Eowyn says another great thing to Mary, which is, whatever happens, stay with me. I'll look after you. Yeah. And then, let's do death. Let's do death. So, Thayden, you know, yells, ride now, and then he starts, he yells, death, and everyone starts yelling, death. And it is... I mean, uh, like from the books, it, they describe the host yeah. as yelling it in a single horrible voice. Yeah. And I mean, it's incredible. And then Eowyn and Mary, like, don't join in immediately. But then when they do, it's... On yeah, the third I, death. Yeah, just, because the first one we we see... It's a lot. We see her, like, very visibly, like, gather herself. It's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. right now. Ride for wrath, for ruin, and a red dawn! Yeah. And I don't know, and seeing, like, seeing Mary, like, yell with them, too, like, I I mean, he's so far from home. He's so far from Hobbit life. Yeah, well, it it makes me think of the moment, it makes me think of the moment earlier when Aemon, Aemon, Eowyn and Eomer are talking about Mary's ability to fight in the battle, and Eomer is specifically asked, what will he do when this the fear of battle is on him? And he's here, he's in yeah. it. And yeah. um, you know, his his answer is to push forward for the love of his friends. It's yeah, it's a lot. And then yeah. the charge happens. There's this moment that we talked about. It's like one of my favorite, like this is just fucking cool moments where Theoden like rides down the line of spearmen at the front and he has his sword above his head and is just fucking clinging it against like every spear down the line. It's just, it's sick. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, when they start riding, uh, the, the violin comes yeah, in. Yeah. That like hard anger line. Da, in da, the soundtrack. Da, da, and, da, da. Oh, God, it's so good. It's really good. And then there's uh, a bunch of fighting. We're not going to talk about it that much. Oh, sorry. Quick side note. I just want to say this before I forget. I have been thinking about a Spirit soundtrack and Lord of the Rings soundtrack mashup. Like doing, you know, when when you and I and Porter were all like messing around with like Joey, different I was literally do I was doing that I, this morning, but with um music from um um uh, fucking a uh, revolutionary girl Utena. I had like oh. one specific there's uh there, there's like a really famous it's like Zetai Unmai Moku Shiroku. It's like these really discordant yeah, yeah, yeah. like half night I've I've watched a bunch of it. Oh, know. I know, I didn't we have never talked about this show. Yeah, because you hadn't watched it when I... Like, I watched it before we met. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But should, not all of it. Wow, we should talk about that at some point. Yes. Um. Anyways. Definitely. There's this... So there's that... That that has these really great, like, discordant, like, like half-step rises throughout. And then, you know, it goes, like, half-step to whole-step mm-hmm. for this, like, oh, it's like a... It's a major, but it feels discordant. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about how Howard Shore does that too. And they were kind of mingling in my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. I haven't messed with the spirit music and LOTR music yet, but I want to, I want to explore it. Yeah, that's fun. We should see if we can do something. 
Okay, let's yeah. Yeah. let's keep moving because we're already they're charging. In. There are lots of horses that we'll talk about in a minute. There is a moment where <laughs> you see Aemer like from the front. He's riding. And he has his hand, like, out and up, and you see his fucking empty hand, and then you see him grab a spear that is, like, being handed to him from off screen. Yeah, it's... I don't know what about it is so funny. Just, like, the idea of, like, in this, like, headlong charge, like, someone has to, like, stop and pass Amer a spear. Oh, I, I mean, I interpreted that as a... as a mistake. Oh, interesting. I Did you not? Yeah. I don't know. It didn't seem okay. like a continuity yeah. thing so much as it seemed like like he has bannermen. Like someone is passing him a spear and it's just funky. Okay. Yeah. I guess I just assumed that it, you it, know, it, they It could be a continuity they, error. Yeah, that they used, you know, more of the footage than they anticipated and didn't I you know Things get missed. Yeah, totally. Uh, interestingly, too, it is Carl Urban. Like, we see the most and most complicated Carl Urban writing that we've seen here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I don't I don't really want to talk about the battle that much. I think I would rather skip to the Denethor scene, if that's okay with you. Yeah. I mean, what I will say is that it, like, in the initial charge, it is incredibly rough. Uh, because their cavalry, like, they are meant for, for close fighting, and the orcs are shooting them down with arrows, and it is horrible. But then when they actually, like, collide with the orcs, like, the orcs are, get so scared. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, the orcs quail in the face of Eomer's battle rage. Um, and then they are just, I mean, it is like a tide that just sweeps yeah. The orcs, you know, into retreat. Um, yeah. yeah. And then we cut to Denethor getting all oiled up. Just oh, don't literally fuck like, off. Don't say it like that. Ew. Dumping Stop. oil over. Oh, no. It's hot. <laughs> it's literally hot Denethor summer. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, Joey. Yes. You're the one who started it with Flipping getting all oiled Denethor up. summer. Fuck, it's, this is so bad. Yeah, he like drenches himself in oil. It looks so unpleasant. Um, yeah, and like his mouth is like open. open too when he's pouring oil all over his face, which just is like. And it's like all he, in his ugh, like long ugh, hair. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, it's fucking. And then uh, he's like, I don't know, doing some like dramatic ass shit and Shadowfax just kicks open the front door of the tomb, which is rad hell yeah and gandalf it's great shadowfax has just kicked open the doors like everyone is kind of reacting to this and gandalf just plucks a spear from the dude who is supposed to be guarding the door flips it around and like boots denethor off the pyre with the butt end of the spear yeah it's great the second time denethor gets thwacked by gandalf um (laughs) yeah and Pippin, Pippin uses that oh, moment. Oh, but Denethor, to, to be clear, Denethor has already dropped the torch. That's what he does to be dramatic. Um, yeah, he, he's saying... Or he, he's, he drops I mean, he's the torch some, after Shadowfax and Gandalf do, Yes, in. he's doing some fucking monologue, whatever Denethor. Yes. And, and Pippin jumps from Shadowfax onto the lit pyre 
and, and uses his own weight to like pull Faramir off the pyre and then is like literally like he's... smacking he, he's like using his own hands to like pat and put out the fire on he's Faramir. such a little hero yeah he really fucking is and then Shadowfax does a murder and pushes Denethor back onto the fire Shadow- it's doesn't just like push him like Denethor goes fully parallel to the ground like Shadowfax fucking yeets him into the flames it's so funny <laughs> it's so funny and then there's a moment uh well I guess Denethor then like runs out the door on fire right yeah, which oh, is like he sees he he makes eye contact with Faramir, who is lying on the floor because Faramir like is like rousing, yeah, and like half opens his eyes, and Denethor, I it like actually gets through to him that Faramir could have lived, will live, and he like, but then he's already too on fire, and he runs off the edge of the thing. Yeah, yeah, like uh, this is it's a it's a lot. Like, I I don't I don't know how I feel about this. Like, yeah. I I think it is intended to do two things. It is to like give us this kind of glorious sweeping wide shot of Minas Tirith as like the perspective changes, mm-hmm. and also to like absolve the death in some way. Like, it really wants you to know that like he is choosing to end his own life. Yeah. I don't know. That, it, that it's on Denethor and not the others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, that, it feels like th- there's so much drama and melodrama, which I, you know, it, the like big, big emotional swings here. That, for whatever reason, like having him on fire, like run off the end of like that, that little portico at the highest point of Minas Tirith. Just, it feels, it's a lot. The dock, the dock of Minas Tirith. <laughs> yeah, the dock where the dirigibles <laughs> tie up. Oh no, Steampunk um, Lord of the Rings. Oh no. Oh God. Oh, I hate it. Oh God, Aragorn with those fucking goggles. Ah! I'm just thinking, I'm, well, I'm suddenly imagining like Minas Tirith in the style of Avatar The Last Airbender um, with, dirigibles and yeah yeah you know i think there's things there that could work but lord yeah uh yeah i think i i agree like it is i don't know they they didn't need to do that to make the thing that's happening impactful yeah and and tragic i guess the, the one good thing is it there's um you know, it's a, it, the camera follows him as he, like, runs along, I don't know what to call it, that huge, like, rock strut that kind of forms, like, the yeah. center and the tallest point of Minas Tirith, and then, uh-huh. and then pans out as he's falling, and you see the entirety of the battlefield, and, like, that, that mm-hmm. works, where it's, like, we're, we're shifting, like, the stakes here, like reflect the stakes that are going on and you really see like the fullness and and horribleness of the battle but yeah it, there's just yeah there's a lot going on there's a lot okay uh Gandalf also looks horrible like after that happens like we see his face yeah dude his horse like just did a murder another 30 years like he looks bad um 
And then there's more battle. And then there are Oliphants and a lot of racism. Yeah, the, like pretty really explicit racism. And I hate the the Oliphants feel like the most gleeful violence in the whole thing. Like more than like yeah. Legolas and Gimli is like, how many orcs can we kill competition? Like the relish and creativity that was put into like all the ways that these Oliphants could kill horses bums me out, man. Yeah, yeah. But they, they, this is kind of a good moment, is they're, they're fighting and all of the sudden, like, they hear sounds, the, the Rohirrim hear sounds, and the orcs just start, like, absolutely hauling ass back behind the advancing Haradrim line. And um, Théoden tries to you pull, the, pull the cavalry line back together, and they kind of do another charge. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it, it is, it's interesting you see the the strengths and weaknesses of of cavalry here right like like i said before like the initial charge was like high casualty until they actually like were close enough up to the orcs and then they're at like a major advantage but then once the oliphants are there they're at like a disadvantage but then you see them adapt like aemer you know takes down the kind of the pilot of one and then like instructs people to aim for the heads and they are figuring out, you know, ways to not just get absolutely obliterated. Yeah. Which they Um, very much had been. I I do like, yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's, there's an interesting element there of like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we talked about strategy, which is not something I care about a lot, but I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we talked about, I do like in this scene, I like the overhead shots where you see the, um, where you see the Rohirrim, like, kind of, like, running, oh, like, yeah. water around the Oliphants. Like, it reminds me, it, it looks, in these overhead shots, it's like the way, like, flocks of bird or fishes move, where they're just, yeah, um, kind of, like, following, yeah, they're, they're just moving it in interesting Ways. Yeah. And then there's a great... There's a moment... Eowyn and Mary oh, scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eowyn has Mary take the reins and steer. And this, to me, this was such a, like, needed moment of levity. That's It's so brief, but, like, we get just, like, this moment of, like, chuckle and release because she's telling him what direction... And she's like left and he's not going left and she's, you know, having to repeat that. And it's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a nice moment. But then, yeah, they, she's able to like double sword attack an Oliphant because he's steering, which is cool. Yeah. And then um, Eowyn and Mary are thrown from it. Eowyn is riding McGillowen in these scenes. They're thrown from McGillowen, um, while an Oliphant is, like, go- is going down, is, like, falling. And both Mary and Eowyn yeah. kind of barely escape being, like, crushed under the body of this dead Oliphant as it falls. We debated, I, I think it might be, like, implied in the fiction that McGillowen does not. Because McGillowen is on her back and, like, Eowyn, like, really, like, action rolls out of the way. Yeah, and I that makes me so sad. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't want to. Here's the it. thing. We, yeah, much like Mary taking the reins from Eowyn, can take the reins of Canon and say that they were just 
separated during this, and McGillowin is frantically running around the battlefield looking for her people. Wow. And probably saving the Rohirrim people and um Yeah. Yeah. It and is fine. Being a hero. Yeah. And then okay. so they're Great. on foot and they're fighting. There's a a moment that I wanna talk about, which is so first, like as soon as Awen like pops up to her feet. She's she's calling for Mary and looking around for him. And she doesn't see Mary, but what she does see is a bunch of people attacking Theoden. And so she runs over to defend Theoden and and fight them off. And she's fighting and Theoden is fighting and we see him see her and have I don't I, it's not a full moment of recognition. Like he doesn't call out to Awen or something, but it is this moment of like I know this person and i love that i love the emphasis on the movie on them getting to like see and recognize each other in this way yeah and that like he recognizes her she still has her helmet on yeah like but he sees her and he sees her fighting yeah right and he knows he knows how she fights he knows what she you know yeah um and yeah i just when when she initially gets up after like rolling out of the way and she calls out for Mary. It's heartbreaking. Like so desperately. It's so Her voice is like and tremulous. It's also, also like, it's just, I mean, it's so evocative of this, like, then we just see the chaos of battle around her and she's sort of looking wildly around and Mary is nowhere to be seen. And there's so much happening and it just felt very effective. Yeah. For me. Yeah, and and Mary is okay. We see him, like, jumping on a dude and, like, locking his legs around him to stab him a bunch. Whatever. <laughs> it's it's just a lot. Um, yeah. Eowyn kills the one orc general. Goth- the pig Gothmog? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's a Nazgul. We cut to a Nazgul flying over Minas Tirith. Uh, more door breaking happening uh, at like the next, you know, tier of Minas Tirith or whatever. And then Gandalf and Pippin are like hiding Minas out behind Tyr- this if <laughs> <laughs> Nice one. Um, and they have a little conversation about death um, in which Gandalf says that the journey doesn't end here essentially because there's, you know, death is its own journey and um, all turns to silver glass and there are white shores and beyond. A far green land, a distant green land, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And Pippin, it's such a nice moment. They're like tucked away in this small shelter of stone. And the last time we saw them, they were both kind of, what seemed like at their ends and it's so nice for them to have this moment of calm and assurance it's nice yeah it's really nice and that's where we uh end today yes and now we get to rewind and go through it again but with the horse naming horse focus yeah uh after grappling with mortality we are now ready yeah, i'm like crying now <laughs> we are now ready <laughs> to grapple with the minutia of horses um and just to as a kind of general note we're, we're not really doing any horse counting today the only horses we see 
uh, on screen in this entire thing are the Rohirrim host who we have seen all of. Uh, all of. <laughs> who we have, have seen we pickle. Have horse olive yet? Uh, no, maybe we should. Um, okay. So we're doing like we did with the Aored earlier. Like we have counted the Aored, but we are now pulling out kind of recognizable or memorable horses and naming them from the uh, total. I think we had twelve hundred from the yeah from the host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twelve hundred. So uh, we're not we're not naming twelve hundred today, but we're naming a decent chunk. Yeah. Okay. Um. First up, and our our first our first second of watching at two seventeen forty nine, Aemir is riding down to speak with Theoden. Um, it's a very beautiful shot. He's like riding up on the lip of a lake, and you can see hills spread out behind him. And there's some fucking horses. There are some fucking horses. Uh, Do you want me to start? Number one. You got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Uh. There's a horse on the left. It, I don't think it actually has a convex face, but it has face armor that is kind of convex, and it makes it look like like a like a taper or like an ant eater. Yeah, it's, a little bit. It, it it has that where it looks like it it like forehead to nose is like a very gentle slope. Just like one, yeah, like one arc. perfect little, um, little ski slope. We think it's probably a bay, and it has uh socks on the hind left and front right legs. Yeah, uh, number two, and sorry, we we're we're a little looser than we sometimes are with descriptions of where some of these horses are. Um. Is they're in crowds of they're horses. They're in crowds. They're, it's the horse next to the horse, if that helps. Number yep. two is a horse that we went back and forth on chestnut or bay. It has, um, its mane is a little darker at the top. It's white up to the knees. Its face is hard to see, but it is white from like lip to lip. And at the eyes, what we can see through the face armor. And we think it might be a bay and that it has white stockings covering its points. And that would explain the, the mane being a little darker. So I think we came down on bay. Yeah, when we, yeah, because when we saw a different shot of it, we could see its tail that looked very black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it did, it had, I wrote mystery face markings. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and also entirely white nose. I don't know. It was interesting. Uh... There's also, we think, a prince sighting because we see Theoden with Snowmane and there's a guy holding another horse there that is a chestnut with like a fancy red saddlecloth. And we suspect that that is Theoden's, you know, backup horse, Prince. Yeah. That we had previously named. Um, number three is a bay, uh, a, a high contrast bay tossing its head. Uh, with white half cannons slash stockings I think, on. I think I described it as a mustardy bay. bay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, number four is a... On white stockings on all but the right front and a white blaze. Okay. Um, usually our experience with Rohan is that it's just a lot of chestnut horses. And these... <laughs> I don't know what happened to the host, but this time it does seem to all be, like, weird bays. 
Yeah. Number four is a bay with another kind of convex face. Uh, it looks kind of quarter horsey, maybe. And it also yeah. has um, the kind of gradient around face where it gets, it, it's got dark rimmed nostrils and lips, but is uh, lighter around that, kind of like Pangare horses, um, which if you don't remember what those are, if you think about Boromir's horse hubris, uh, and yeah. it has uh, dark points and rear half cannons. Yep. Uh, number, how many, how far should we go before? Oh, one, th- one through six, through six. is the cut. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, number five is a chestnut with a cool nose marking, which I have a little diagram of. It, I am not going to try to put it into words. Um, I said but most of like the muzzle is white, except for up. a perfect... It, but there's like a, a a right angle chunk that is brown. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And number six is a very chocolatey brown, like brown horse, brown through and through. Uh, and you described the texture of it is like its coat is shining, um, but it doesn't look smooth. Yeah, it, it looked rough but shiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I want to say something about horse colors. <laughs> okay. Specifically brown. So, like, brown is a horse color. Mm-hmm. I have, I mean, I had some awareness of that. I had seen occasional references, but not anything that made me feel solid enough about saying, like, ah, yes, that is, like, you know, officially a brown horse. Uh, But... I don't know if this one counts as one because generally it seems like brown horses are actually quite dark. They're like, I think we have probably seen some horses that we've called really dark bays that were actually brown horses. Browns. Um, mm. And I don't remember the exact, like what makes a horse a brown, but it, it like they are not solid black. Um, but are closer to all the same color than bays are. Um, yeah. And so some of those horses, like like a seal brown, it like is a type of brown. So it's that really like it has that, it gets almost black in places, but then it gets really light. But just a brown brown doesn't mm-hmm. get, you know, light. Like yeah. doesn't get the sort of burnt sienna in, on the like undercarriage and stuff um but this horse is like it's it's chocolatey but it's a very like it's a very medium medium brown um and i i suspect that it's probably actually like counts as a chestnut or like a liver chestnut um but i don't know that for sure that's just my theory yeah anyways yeah it also had a bedroll behind its saddle, I noticed. Oh, nice. Comfy. A yeah. bedroll for the horse, I assume. Of course. <laughs> uh, let's name okay. some fucking horses. Okay. Uh, what do you want to name Anteater, Taper guy? Uh, how do you feel about Taper? Okay. Um, or what's a famous Anteater? Arthur. Yeah! Arthur. Perfect. Arthur's a good horse name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bay... Number two. 
with the we I also want to say we thought momentarily that this might actually be a paint horse because yeah. of what its face markings were doing but then when we got to see more of it there were no other markings on it so we think it just has weird face markings but it really I don't know it just had a vibe yeah um yeah what's hey what what's mm-hmm. what's the name of spirit's romantic interest <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's rain do you want to name this horse rain ah uh, that's not bad i like what what's what are some other famous paint horses mm, i don't know oh my god did you read those books when you were a kid about this boy and like his horse or pony named blaze no that's like the that's such a that's like the john of horse names I know. It was like an older, like probably approximately like Hardy Boys era, mm. like like series. Like there were a bunch of them. I would get them at the school library. No. Um, and they, I don't know, they like live, they were like pioneers or something. They lived out West and like they had their little adventures. Uh-huh. No, that doesn't, that doesn't sound familiar to me at all. I mean, we can't name this horse Blaze because I'm pretty sure we used that and it's not. But I just, it, I don't know. I don't think that was a paint horse, but it reminded me of, I was trying yeah. to think of horses I know from. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking of, when I think of paint horses, um, uh-huh. I think of the Herd Your Horses board game, which is a constant companion and touchstone for us. And the mm-hmm. paint horses that I loved from that were um, Pamelusa and Watchfob. Okay. Do, do either of those do anything for you? How, sorry, how, what's the first one? Pamelusa. <laughs> yeah, fuck, why not? Okay. Pamelusa. Great. Um, um, the books I'm thinking of are Billy and Blaze. That's the first one. It was written in 1936, although some of the books came out in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a little boy, Billy, and his pony, Blaze, who he receives as a birthday gift in this book. The adventures of Billy and Blaze revolved around proper care of the horse while teaching a lesson. Wow, that um, I great. will say that the second book uh, has a slur in the title for Romani people, um, and I'm not endorsing these books. I just remember reading them as a child. Literally, I just did a Google search for, like, famous paint horses, and one of the things that Google recommended me was most popular name for horses, and that same slur was there. And I don't think that you should name horses slurs. No. Maybe that's just me. No. Maybe don't don't do that. Yeah. Okay, number three is the Mustardy Bay. I think we have a perfect name locked and loaded. Okay, no, no, no. Because there is a horse later on. There's a dun. That is that is more mustardy than this horse. Okay, that's fair. Um, what if we named this horse Poupon or Dijon or another kind of mustard though, as an homage? We could name it Dijon. Okay, great. Um, horse number four. Uh oh yes, the kind of quarter horse looking. Yeah, with the with the but... like Pangare face. Let's name this. Oh, horse. should we? Can I? Can we um consult the horse name list really fast? Just so we yeah. have it in our minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have La Semista, which is leaf gray from um the poem about trees. Oh, good. We, did we a have weeks some ago. we have a good horse for that later. Yeah, we do. Uh we have Yorleth, our our fave book character from um 
from last from the last episode. The, the woman in Houses of Healing. <laughs> yes, who has yeah, many yeah, words. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we have Barathor and Hadhod from the PS2 game. It, we have some Dragon Rider of Purd names, which mm-hmm. we have Minimith, Falar, Flesson, and Shara. Um, and also, I think that we should consider, along with Yorleth, I think we should consider naming a horse Herb Master. Mm, yeah. Okay, like just that. so those are like... Hey, I just want to say, sorry, yeah. there's something I forgot to say earlier during the Denethor scenes, which is just, I really missed Baragond. I wish, like, Baragond is such a great character in the books, and he plays such a major role in that whole thing. And yeah, and the dude, I understand. the dude who is Baragon in the movies is hot. Like, I love that Lee Pace, like, long blonde hair, dark ass, thick eyebrows look going on, and they made him such a fucking bootlicker. Yeah. Um, and I get, like, time constraints of a movie and wanting to streamline things, but it just sucks that, like, you know, Denethor and Faramir, well, like, like, there are guards involved, right? And they just become, like, non-beings. Yeah, no no one, no... no one, everyone is a prop in this scene. Like, everyone is yeah. participating without You just have Denethor and Faramir, and then Gandalf and Pippin, the outsiders, but the people who actually, like, live in Gondor and might have feelings about Faramir and or Denethor... Yeah, these are the who people are present, who are supposed just, to like, love Faramir. Don't have, they're, they're just blank yeah and i it just feels like such a loss okay sorry um let's name this horse barathor who's barathor oh um never mind (laughs) (laughs) um oh maybe we should name a horse burgle as in the homonym of barragil from the our reading last chapter not even Baragil Baragil it like it is two syllables it's just B-E-R-G-I-L but I no I'm saying we should name a horse Burgle right yeah 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 yeah. okay so bear that in mind too yes um the chestnut what do you think I was just clarifying that I wasn't turning a name spelled Baragil into Burgle I was I was, you know, yeah. yeah, that's all. That's all. Um, okay. What about like a, a geometry term? Like, oh, oh, because of its, like because of its angles. Yeah. Or, uh, what's, what's the one equation? <laughs> Joey, what? What? Uh, there's like, it's like a Greek guy's name. The Pythagoras really... theorem? Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh my god, what's that one <laughs> equation? We can name a horse Pythagoras. That's cute. Yeah. Okay, cool. I I don't know why you're making fun of me. I feel like if you have a rusty sense of geometry, then like you have no, a sense that I, there I was, was like this I one was, thing, you know? I, I was laughing at... Not at you not being able to remember Pythagoras, but at what's that one equation? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it is that makes sense. It is like a it stands out. The Pythagoras theorem stands out as that one equation. Do you remember the Pythagoras theorem? I'm 
A plus B equals C squared. I'm thinking of, God. Is that I'm, right? A, hold on. I don't I'm, think it is. I don't know. The, the only equation that I can remember off the top of my head is X equals negative B plus or minus the square root of C squared minus 418 oh, all over 2A. C, wait. X equals A squared plus B, B squared plus equals C squared. Of B squared minus 4AC all over 2. Oh, that's the quadratic equation. I, you know, we have to stop. We have to stop. We are drowning. We are in over our heads. I can okay. sense the, the shore falling away beneath okay. us. We have Number six. <laughs> okay. That really brown horse that's rough but yeah. shiny. Um, oh, God. I wish. Oh, oh what's, the, what's the name for petrified wood? Petrified wood? No, the <laughs> No, it has <sighs> Fuck off. There's another <laughs> Okay, let's name it Petra, short for petrified wood. There's another okay. there's a name for Isn't there another name for it? I don't know. I remember there being different minerals can make it different colors like manganese and things, but that's not a name for petrified wood. Boy, I feel like we are really probing the limits of our knowledge here. We'll name it Petra for petrified wood. Okay, great. And now we have more horses. Okay. Um, sorry, I was trying to find out if there's... I can't... Yeah, I don't see I, any. I don't see it either, but I thought that there was another name. There was like a, a one-word name attached to it, Um, but I Is it cannot. like Teredo? Teredo? I, I caught a glimpse of a word somewhere. And I'm I I'm not even sure enough to be like, ah, yes, it's it's that. But um, let's keep going. Petra is cute. Okay. I like that. Yes. Um, okay. And then we have another um, group of, of several horses. These are all on a line. Okay. As the... Sorry. Before we get there, we, in the shot of Shadow Facts that happens between one through six and seven through whatever, uh, we see Shadowfax's mane, and there oh, are yeah. curly sections, which is not what his mane usually looks like. And I am guessing that it is because one of the horse actors that plays Shadowfax has a curlier mane because it's like a Frisian or so, I don't know, something. Um, and they usually cover it up with like straight mane extensions, and they didn't yeah. do that very well in that shot. And so some of it shows. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not, like, to be able to picture it, it's, oh, fuck, what's it called? I screen capped it, we'll post it on Twitter. <laughs> okay, great, good enough. Um, yes, and then we have a group of horses, this is, as the Rohirrim line is kind of, is forming, so we have six horses side by side. Uh, the first is a bay with the scale mail face armor. The second... Number eight is also a bay with scale face armor. Nine is a darker bay with a light face. It might be seal brown, but we can't really see anything below its neck, so we, we can't confirm that. Um, its face armor doesn't have the eyebrow ridge that a lot of the Rohirrim face armor does, and it is chomping at the bit and has kind of scared eyes in this shot. Yeah, number 10 is probably a bay, but lighter, especially around the nose. Uh, it has a delicate face and long head. Yeah, and 11 is a light gray dapple with dirt on its shoulder. And because the lighting 
is weird here. I think the sun is kind of shining off of it, but it looks golden in this light. Like you described it as yeah, looking it kind of like, like veined marble. Marble, yeah. Yeah. You also said that this horse looked stoned. Oh, did I? I don't remember that. Yeah, its eyes are kind of like half closed, and it. I wrote that it looked perma stoned. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? I have a. Mm. I have an idea for one of these. Okay, what's um? What's I your think idea? the horse that looks like it's made out of marble should be a paladin or paladine, which mm. is a friends at the table reference. That's funny because paladin, palomino, paladino. Pal- well, pal- paladine are perma stoned. Yeah, exactly. Gosh, yeah, pal. Yes, so paladine. Yeah. That's that's spelled like paladin, but with a hyphen between the second A and the D, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. You should listen to Friends at the Table. Anyways, uh, number seven, Bay with scale face armor. Seven and eight together, really. Uh, can we call them Olive and Pickle? Uh, y- let me make sure we haven't named a horse Pickle yet. It I seems like something... Have. I No, we have not. Nor have we named a horse. I feel like olive. olive would be more likely, but okay, great. Okay, hold. Seven is olive, eight is pickle. Yeah, I like olive and pickle. That's very cute. I can't believe it's out of character that we haven't named a horse pickle yet, given how um, fond we both are of pickles. Yeah. Pickle fanatics. Pickle fanatics. Okay, uh, how about this chomping on bit? Um, Scared eyes guy. Can we name this horse Crunch? <laughs> great yeah okay uh that's nine right yeah um and then this light bay with the delicate face and long head and the gray gray nose oh was that lost Mista? no is that no no no, no 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 okay no, no, okay no, 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 no. we have <laughs> like we have actually we have a bunch of dapples you're right you're right you're dapples right, you're right. coming up but the del the delicate uh, nose I think this is either Minimith or Falesin. Ooh, okay. Um, let's do Minimith for this. Because Minimith is a mouthful, much like that. Never mind. That's the different that's a different horse. I like it's Minimith okay. though. Yeah. I mean it's got a long head. It's it yeah, it I it just works for me. Yeah. Okay, and then we already named eleven Paladine. Great. Okay. Uh, then there are some more horses. <laughs> yep. Um, we I mean, ha- we're just, it's, this is all kind of in the charge. We get various shots and. Yeah, well, we're going to post or screenshots. Or in, in the lineup and then in the charge, we'll post uh, some screenshots. Yeah, because it's just, it's just hard to. Yes. Okay. There's a chestnut that is very vivid with like a. Kind of like a flaxen nose, like it also its its nose its muzzle is lighter, mm-hmm. and a slightly lighter mane. Its mane is on the other side of it, so we can't really see it. But there are flaxen chestnuts that like have flaxen or pretty close to it manes, and it would not surprise yeah. me if this were that or moving in that direction. Um, yeah. Also wearing like weirdly convex face armor, like like Arthur was. Um, and we said it was very, you said it was very show horse looking. Yes. 
it's got in the screen cap that we're looking at of it, it's got very what I think of as like a dressage or some other like horse competition carriage where it's got its it's it's got its head placed like its head isn't low and down and forward. It's it's holding its neck very arched and its face and chin down and kind of tucked in. And it's got that face armor that like curves up between the ears that we've seen a couple of times. Yeah. Um, what if? Yeah. Do you have an idea? I have a heard your horses reference, which is an idea, but we don't have to do that. Um. What about firecracker? Okay. I just because it was a very like vivid chestnut. And, yeah, it's it's very like coppery. Yeah. And I had written firecracker down earlier as a possible horse name. Yeah. I feel like seeing a firecracker would instantly kill a Rohirrim soldier. Just seeing it. Like, all those memes about, like, tasting a Dorito would kill a medieval peasant. But. It... The thing is, fireworks exist in-universe. Oh, fuck. I fucking forgot. I forgot so, about that. Like, <laughs> the Rohirrim may not have seen them, but the hobbits certainly have. God, it... It just has got to be so much better to be a hobbit than, like, almost anyone else in Middle-earth. It's such a better existence than being, like, fucking in Gondor or in Rohan. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Firecracker. Um, and then I do have a timestamp on the next horse at 2.32.46. Oh. Uh, 13 is a blue roan or a dark dapple. It's got darker legs. It's a little lighter around the muzzle. It has face armor that I don't think we've seen before. Um, it's got kind of a, a diagonal cut below the eyes and a fan-shaped design. Like So it's got leather lines starting at the nose and, and fanning up towards, towards the ears. And we thought this horse looked tired. Mm-hmm. Its head was down. It looks tired. Uh, number 14, we said looked cult-ish like young mm -hmm. uh or just very like hot-blooded like it's the shape of this horse especially compared to 15 is it's very skinny and narrow and like mm -hmm. built for sprinting Indeed. and nothing else <laughs> yeah um, this, this horse looks like it can't support the weight of the saddle on its back. Yeah, it's a bay. It's honestly, it's standing with its legs like splayed a little weirdly too, which that's a lot of what makes it look cultish is that like its legs are like out. Yeah. Just slightly. And it's got big mud patches up its side like it was like rolling. Yeah. 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 And then uh, for comparison, 15 is a beefy boy. This is a Fernando Botero horse. This is an extremely muscled bay. And this is a weird bay like we've had some of. Yeah, I literally wrote bay, but weird. <laughs> <laughs> I said uh, its face was grayish. And also with a lighter muscle. But like the brown itself, like, was was more gray than red. Oh, interesting. I have extremely muscled, weird bay with deep chest and beefy legs, even white socks in front that are shorter in the back. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's kind of, that's that group of horses. 
Yeah. It did you say it had kind of feathered feet? No, I don't remember that one having feathered feet. I know there's another one it later did. that does, but Yeah, we we talked about it. It did. Okay. At least a little bit, slightly. Um Yeah. Okay. Uh oh, I guess yeah. Okay, thirteen. What are we naming thirteen? Um I don't know. Something maybe about that face because I don't we I don't think we have seen that have face armor before or since. A horse deco yet. Oh, interesting. No, I don't think we have. Let's name it Deco. That's a good good pull. It's an okay. art deco. Yep. Um Arthur Deco. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we do have Arthur this time. Um, I really want to name a character Arthur Deco now. Fuck. What if we named this little group of three, like, different art styles? Like, we could name, we could name, oh my god, we could name the little Colt Nouveau, because it's new. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Nouveau. And then, Nouveau. I mean, Art Deco is kind of, or what's, what's those, um, like, I'm thinking a lot of the work the art that was made as part of the, like, PWA, and I think of them as having that kind of, like... Sorry, the what? What is... What is... The the Public Works... The Public Works Administration, like, under, like, Roosevelt. Like, uh, there's this whole... um, God, it's, like, this whole art style. Like, you know, like, during the New Deal, they made a bunch of buildings to give jobs to people. And there was like a big art boom because they were trying to employ people. And so if you think about a lot of the like murals on old buildings, th- those are that's PWA stuff. And a lot of those have this art style, which is like, I think it's almost like propaganda-ish. Like it's very much like displaying the working man. And they, mm. a lot of them that I've seen have this kind of chunky art style. But I don't know what that is called. Yeah. I, PWA Modern, uh, the style draws from traditional motifs such as Beaux-Arts, Classicism, and Art Deco, and is similar to Streamline Modern, often with zigzag ornamentation added. That's really about the architecture itself and not the, like, murals. Yeah. But, but, modern like like modern with an e at the end yeah um Mm -hmm. seems to be uh like the the word that goes with pwa um also called depression or classical modern yeah 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 that's i have depression modern damn fancy (laughs) yeah okay so what if we named the that guy what if we named that last horse modern Yeah. yeah okay that was fun yeah, that's interesting because like I took a fucking art history class in high school, but I did I didn't know anything about PWA, like that there was an art boom. Like I know vaguely about the New Deal, but I didn't. I, I didn't think know that this might stuff. be uh from, like I know you are also from the Midwest, but I have lived here more and more yeah. recently, and so I have encountered a lot of that architecture that makes sense also my art history class i don't think it went i don't know how contemporary it got it was at you know my weird high school so like yeah i should take an art history class yeah wow okay let's keep going okay number 16 is uh 
this is a horse to the left of Firefoot. I don't know where we are <laughs> that's now. That's the only but information I have, that's, too. That's what I have. Uh, it's also a bay that had kind of that Pengare nose, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not like actually a Pengare. Um, yeah. Uh, I wrote lynx ears because it, they had these really defined like black tips mm-hmm. um, that reminded me of like a lynx or a bobcat or something. Yeah. A really skinny stripe on its nose um, that like you can tell the skin gets pink right between its nostrils and cream eyeliner. Yeah. Like goose. My cat. Yeah. Um, I think we should just straight up name this horse Lynx. Lynx, yeah. Um, cool. Next, we have Grimbold's horse. Um, this is when Theoden is... The, the, the whole cavalry is lined up and Theoden is giving field orders to his captain. He's telling Eomer to go wherever. And uh, this is the horse that Grimbold, our, our book friend, is riding, although he's gotten a, a promotion here, I think. <laughs> um... And so this is Grimbold's horse. I don't know. Horse. I don't remember anything about Grimbold. I think Grimbold was just a dude and not like a flank leader, but who can I say? Know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, so seven. this is 17 Grimbold's horse. Mm-hmm. It's a chestnut with a black swag on its face armor. Its tail gets a little darker, uh, like chestnuts do sometimes, a little darker at the end. It has a quilted red saddle cloth, and it looked... Something about its comportment was a little odd. I think we finally settled on... I think it has small ears for its head. Sorry. Comportment? Do you mean conformation? I sure do. What the fuck is comportment? Comportment is like how one carries Carries oneself. oneself. Yeah. And behaves. Yes. You said this... You did the same thing while we were watching. You said comportment. Ah. But well, I know... That you know the word confirmation because you had used to that in a previous episode. But I also so. have worms for brains. So, right. um, okay. what should we name? Okay, I have. You, sorry, I have a pitch. we're suddenly naming one by one. Do you want to Be- do that? Or because do you want... because actually, we... let's let's just do that because then we don't have to like describe horses basically Again. twice. Yes, and okay. there's that's because we have a couple that are like a horse per cut. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I mark the the cuts and scene changes. Uh huh. I have a pitch for the name of Grimbold's horse. Uh huh. Bold Grim. Okay. Uh, I like I like that. I'm very open to that. My pitch is fearless, which is funny both because fearless and bold, like we were we were both kind of like. In the same vein mm-hmm. there, but also mm-hmm. I'm thinking fearless because earless. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Great. Great. Uh, 18 is another beefy guy. Yeah, this is... Uh, we, I, we have not seen so many, so many beefy boys beefy this, entire, this entire well, series. Well, remember... We've seen a few, the but... Two Towers before Helm's Deep, there were, there's Beefy, Beefier, and Beefiest. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Beefy, Beefier, and Beefiest. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this Beefy guy has white, like, over-the-knee stockings. Uh, probably, well, okay, it's a chestnut, but its legs are a little darker, so, like, where the stockings cut off, like it's a little darker than the rest of the chestnut right above that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, has a white muzzle that probably extends up into a blaze, but the face armor covers it, so we don't know. And yeah. that's all. Yeah. 
Uh, what should we name this beefy guy? Had Hod. Oh, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Delete that from the list. Okay. And then we have, uh, next we have a group of three. We have first 19, who is a tallish bay who has a left front stocking and a right front sock. It's got mud on its right shoulder. It has a fat white blaze under its face armor and kind of a pink lower lip. Uh, hmm. 20? Yeah, but can we just... Oh, you just want to go one just, by one this... Yeah, can... can yeah. I mean, can we try? If, yeah, totally. I mean, if we yeah, get oh, yeah. stuck, we'll I, like, I, go to the next one and go back. No, but, I, I, like, had, I had just forgotten. That was not unwillingness. Yeah. I had just forgotten. Okay. Um, what if we name this... Let's... Horse. Oh. Uh-huh. I, I have a pitch. Okay. What if we name this one Herb Master because it's got a fat blaze? <laughs> okay. I had I had just come up with a pitch, but let me let's hear your pitch. Okay, this is it's a weird pull. Uh, I used to work in the cosmetics department at Walgreens, mm-hmm. and I I looked at a lot of like makeup names. Makeup color names, lipstick colors especially. And uh, makeup companies love to, like, put puns in their lipstick names. Um, and for whatever reason, like, the the weirdest and, like, most sort of, like, I don't know, the biggest range of sort of kinds of names always happened with mauve lipstick. Like, there there you know, there are reds, there are pinks, there are corals, there are, like plums, browns, nudes, but the mauves were just like all over the place. And I don't remember a lot of them, but I was thinking we could, I was thinking about lipstick because of the pink lower lip. And then I was thinking we could call this horse on the mauve, like uh, on the move. move. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that's a real racehorse name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. And then I'm, I, I know we I'm have another. I'm pretty sure we are going to have some other. Yeah, we have blazes. other blazes for the okay. Master. Uh, question on the mob separated or on the mob into one horrible compound word? I think separated. Okay, on the mob. Great. Uh, number 20 is a bay that is pretty dark. It's got tall front socks. It's got a white blaze that perfectly skirts its nostril and then extends across both lips, but not, it doesn't cover all of both lips. It just like goes across both of them kind of centrally. Uh, and it had no chest strap, notably. Uh, topless, the horse. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Do you have a pitch? Um... I don't know. I mean, is there a... I could see something about the blaze that, like, traces its nostril. Yeah. What's, um... I'm thinking about, like, words related to, like, edging, border, skirting, um... Mm. Hem, dust ruffle. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh. Yeah, hem, hem isn't bad. You like hem better than dust ruffle? Yeah, I think I do, Joey. (laughs) 
given that we just named a horse on the moth. Damn. Okay. Hem it is. Uh, um, do you want to talk? Tell us about 21. Yeah. 21 is a classic gray dapple with a dark mane, a light body. It has that lovely, like, dapple gradient from the light body down to dark legs. Uh, and it has its head perfectly turned away from the camera. And my pitch is that this is Haw the horse to go with him. <laughs> okay. Him and Haw. Yeah. Sure. Um, 22 is another, like, dark gray dapple or maybe blue roan. I say maybe because uh, supposedly roans are supposed to have dark faces and then be more roany toward the back. And this is the opposite. It has a light face. Um, but it has black points. Uh, and it may just be a dark blue roan that has a lot of, like, graying on the face. Unclear. Yeah. Um... It has quilted face armor and it has what I described as skeleton legs because its legs were mostly black, but not like solid black. And so it, it kind of looked like white bones on a black background down yeah. its legs. Um, so I propose that we name this horse Low Eye Skelly. Perfect. I was going to do, I was going to recommend Skeletor. But I, I mean, or we could name it Lois Kelly, which is the name that Low I Skelly Kelly is from. from. No, it should be Low I Skelly. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sorry, that's a Nancy to, stream reference. Yeah, if, if you don't get enough of this from, <laughs> if, you, if you think watching us name horses is torturous, watch us solve puzzles. <laughs> Intended for children, which are very hard. <laughs> um, uh, okay, let's keep going. I'm going to talk about 23 too, because this yeah. was a bay that looked a lot like my old horse, Star. It had less mane than Star did, but its head and face shape was just very Star-like, and it like was a very similar shade of bay. And yeah. Yeah. That, I described yeah. it as having a, a button face. Like something about it just seemed very pert. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of an, something associated with Star to name this horse. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Um, Like Nova... Tail. Yeah. Uh, Constellation. Have we named a horse Constellation yet? I feel like maybe we have. Probably um we have. Um, so, someone recommend... Oh, this is cute. Asterisk instead of star. <laughs> oh. That's cute. Um, we don't... Nebula? No. I don't even know if it has a star. Is the it doesn't? Thing. It I don't. It did not have a star. It did not have any face markings. It had face armor on it. We could not see if. Okay, it had a that's star. true. That's true. Um, parallax. Um, <laughs> that's cute. Uh, yeah. Well, I was thinking not necessarily like words associated with the word star, but like things more personal to me, like words that I might associate with that time in my life or that horse. Um. Oh. Uh, oh, Shehalem. It's, okay. It's a, it's a, it's a region word. 
Okay. Um, Can you spell C- it for me? Yeah. C-H-E-H-A-L-E-M. Shahalem. Okay. Cool. Uh, 24. Yeah, I think probably it is an indigenous word that was, you know, transliterated by French settlers at some point. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. 24 is a light dapple with sooty legs. Uh, it has a dark mane, and the thing that I noticed the most about this horse that is very cute is that the, um, the skin on the inside of its ears was dark. Yes, I want to specify you said dark mane, which is true, but it was very like like steel gray dark, not like black dark. Yeah, like dapples. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even among dapples, it, it varies and sometimes they get darker than others. And but, yeah, um, I also wrote that it had a very white cheek, like what we could see. We couldn't see all of its face because the face armor, but the cheek we could see was like the lightest of anything on its body. Um, um, we could name this horse La Samista. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, I think we have a couple more. I, I think I want to save. Wait, I think you? I, I kind of want to save. We, we have a few more. I think I want to save La Samista for that one that is like Firefoot, but where the body is way darker. Number 40, our last horse. Is that 40? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I was kind of... But we could use Lassimista here, too. Uh, That's a darker can, gray, and this can, is a lighter gray. We can save it for 40. If you feel good about that, then let's do that. I think this... I kind of want it to be something about it, the little the little colored ears. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Because um, that... I don't... That might be a dapple thing or not, but I, I feel like I hadn't noticed that before. Like, sometimes we'll yeah. notice the kind of piping around ears, but this was, like, the inside of its ears, which was very cute. Yeah. Um, I know this is not an elvish horse, but the mm-hmm. Sindarin word for ear is is law, like L-H-A-W. Oh, that's um, cool. Which is kind of cool. And then, like... We could look at words for, like, shadow or, like, dusk or dark, you know? Yeah, and yeah. And do, like, sh- shadow ear or something along those lines. That's cute. I was... <laughs> my ideas were, like, um, some of the words for, like, ear piercings are good. Oh, yeah. Like, tragus or daith or rook or helix. Like, those are all good names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's do that, then. Um, what, what do you like? I think I like Rook, maybe. Okay. Is that, like, the most boring of them? Because it's another Uh, word? No, I just, I, I took a liking to Daith and secondarily to Helix. Okay, let's do Daith then. Daith has good mouthfeel to it. Yeah. Okay, Daith it is. It's cool. Okay, 25. Bay with a wide blaze, a fat blaze even, that oh. covers its eyelid and has what I described as a wibbly edge. Some bays or some blazes like have very clean edges and this one was very like, I don't know. Uh, no chest strap, face armor was like one piece with sort of long eye holes. Often, I mean, I guess they're all one piece, but often like 
it's multiple like plates cheek yeah part and the nose part they're strapped together and this was like solid attached with just like cut out eyes um and also had a white muscle um i think this this is herb master herb master both because of the fat blaze but because it's a little wibbly and like goes over its eye which gives yeah, it kind it of feels, a yes yeah uh-huh. yep 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 um at this point we get a shot of snowmane um and then like a line of horses behind snowmane and you can see snowmane's uh what you described as his horse crown really <laughs> well we will post a screen cap of that um so from left to right this line of horses behind snowmane Mm-hmm. 26 is a bay with a blaze um and you described its nose as calico because the white of its blaze and like pink of its skin and bay color all kind of get all muddled up in a very cute way and yes. this horse has front half cannons yes um can we call this horse calico yeah, I was, yes, that is the natural, um, great, the natural conclusion. Calico uh, 27 is, is a very dark brownish black horse, like probably this horse counts as a brown, but I don't know, with a wide horizontal chest strap. Um, a lot of, like the majority of the chest straps we see are kind of like this Y shape, um, and they're narrow and this was just straight across and a lot wider. Um... I think we should name this horse Falar. Great. Falar. Okay. 28 is a liver chestnut with an asymmetric white stripe. That's all I got there. Yeah, this is the one that we had a conversation about Harlequin about. Oh my god. Yes, I the, because this making this show is just like falling into the same holes over and over again. We were talking about if Harlequin is is contrasting colors against each other, or if Harlequin is specifically a diamond that pattern, pattern. Of like, yeah, diamonds. And then I brought up Harlequin rabbits. It's it's a whole thing. Yeah, the thing about the stripe is that it sort of it is going up, and then it, it like it's like it sidesteps and then continues going up, and it reminded me just slightly of like sort of jester outfits where like it's tights that are two different colors but then the colors swap on the top half so right which i think of as harlequin in quarters but but... we we have named a harlequin we have named a horse harlequin i think we should name this horse sidestep oh okay not jester oh we can name this horse jester it doesn't seem very goofy except for that little like yeah i mean maybe we should save jester for for another horse (laughs) this is this is my this is my horse, Fool the Third. <laughs> Look they at this clown me. of a horse, Jester. I was, I was just thinking of those. I was thinking of the specific Tumblr post this morning. Do you know all the like text posts about like clown ownership, about like um, owning and breeding clowns as pets? N- no. What? It, there, it's like a particularly upsetting brand of text post. But my favorite uh-huh. one that I ever saw was, like, riffing on... I've seen it with, like, dog owners where it's, like, um, purebred owner. Like, oh, this is my purebred uh, dog, g- g- general, blah, 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 the third. Like, he only eats 
spearmint uh-huh. leaves and blah blah uh-huh. blah. And this is my this is my mutt scruffins. I found him in the trash. He's indestructible. It was that for but with like clowns versus jesters. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I can't believe you haven't seen these. Um, it's so, no, they're so upsetting. I'm not that online, remember? I mean, a little bit you are. A little bit I am. I become more online every day to my and everyone around me. Stuff oh, around. hello. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. Um. Anyways, I think we should name this one Sidestep and save Jester for some future clown of a horse. Okay, cool. Um... Uh, Number 29 is a chestnut with a tiny sliver of white on its nose and I, a normal white. I've, I found the text post. Can I read it to you really fast? Yes. Sorry, I, I bungled it. It's my owners. This is Claude Saint-Pierre. We adopted him two years ago. He's a third generation French mime with roots in the early carny awakening. We only feed him hand-toasted vegan peanuts and paleo candy floss. Fool owners. This is hoops. <laughs> he likes jokes. <laughs> great um okay chestnut with a tiny sliver of white on its nose hoops okay uh 30 has uh face armor with like a horseshoe shape like embossed at the top of it it's like a cooler brown bay uh, a little lighter underneath with a white blaze that covers both nostrils um and like white like knee height stockings um and a horizontal chest strap that's a little narrower that looked like it was sitting a little high and it was tall this horse was also it was just very square metric looking yes it was very square but yeah. tall very rectangular yeah um re- rectangled horse I honestly, I was going to say, can we name this horse Rectangle? Yeah, perfect. Great. Uh, 31, the last in this group, uh, is a bay. It also has horseshoe face armor, but instead of the ones with the like embossed design at the top, there's a little horseshoe cutout at the bottom of the face armor. And this one has some little gold dots or design above its eyes, uh, which was interesting. Like it. Like on on the face armor on the eyebrow. Ridges, yes, yes, yes. But on like the before the part that goes out. Yeah, and it has a white blaze that leads to another kind of like calico nose. You described this one as having circus horse vibes. Oh, this one should have been hoops. Oh shoot! No, this is Jester. Oh, this is Jester. Yeah, duh. Okay, perfect. Um, I bet sidestep hoops and Jester are all buds. Oh yeah, absolutely. 32 is a bay with big feet, white feathered fetlocks, white front socks that are higher at the front like shin guards, um, and it had white on its nose between its nostrils, unclear if that goes up into a blaze or not because of face armor obscuration. Yeah, big fucking feet. This is goalie the horse because it's wearing shin guards and it's got big feet. Great. And then there is a cut to another line of horses uh, that we picked a few out to feature. I think you are missing 33. 33 is in the next. It's after the cut. Oh, interesting. I have it before the cut, but that doesn't matter that much. Let's just keep I going. I promise you it is after. Um, 33 is a done horse we think 
Middle Earth's first. Middle Earth's first done. We could not tell if it was actually a buckskin because we could not see if it had a dorsal stripe or not, but it has black points. It was very like buff colored, um, done, etc. And this horse we are finally calling Mustard <laughs> James. Mustard James. Um, we also had a whole conversation about buff versus bluff and the etymology of both, which are Dutch, Dutch words. Well, bluff is. We didn't actually check the etymology of buff. We oh, checked thought... the etymology of both bluff as an adjective and bluff as a verb. Ah, uh, right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. In next 34, we have a classic bay, classic bay coloring. Um, what's interesting about it is it has a short kind of evenly cut mane, which is being blown up and out by the charge like a little mohawk. And I don't even know what this means, but in my notes, I wrote trim and moving nicely. Yeah, I wrote beautiful shape, curved neck. Yeah. Um, it it's, its leg is like mid-step. I have a screenshot of this one, too. It looked also kind of like show horse-like yeah. in some ways. Um, yeah. Uh, Who's got the coolest mohawk that you can think of? Teenage Joey. <laughs> Oh my god. Not even teenage, like, co- like early college Joey. Um, mm, I don't know. I uh, can't think of Do you Did you have another I- idea for this horse? Not yet. Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> what if we name this horse Burgundy? Okay. Just like, like a nice word? You feeling it? Yeah, like a nice word. Like, I think the color is, is sort of like a rich classic color but also burgundy is a region of france which feels a little fancy you know there are wines from burgundy there's like i don't know i just yeah. think this horse has burgundy vibes okay vibey um and 35 uh yeah oh, you can see 24 again in this shot but um, weird which is date um Right, this is... Wait. Oh, yes. Look CG'd in. Yes. In this shot, it's... Something about it. Like, the some... light quality isn't... Yeah. There's right. some weirdness. It, it's one of those where your eye moves over it initially, but if you look at it with any amount of... If you if you look at it for more than a few seconds and, like, concentrate Which on that horse... unfortunately our constant job. <laughs> yes. It, it, it looks very out of place and strange. Yeah. Uh, anyways, 35 and 36 are right next to each other and they are both chestnuts and they looked kind of like molten metal because like they just looked honestly like highly contoured because of whatever is happening lighting wise and like muscle movement wise. Yeah. Um, and just very metallic. Uh, the, the one closer to the camera is very red. The one behind is a little taller and a little darker with a slightly lighter mane. Both of their manes are kind of like blowing out. Um, and I think we should name them like metals. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I, we're thinking along similar, but not exactly the same. I, I, I was thinking we could name them smelt and smith because they specifically look like molten metals. Hmm. And I like... I'm open to that, but it doesn't sound as pretty to me. That's fair. I like the 
Wait, have we have we named a horse Sorka yet? No. What is that? Uh, like a it's like a Celtic name, I think, like S O R C H A. No, we have definitely not named a horse that. Um, it means light and brightness. Um, what if uh we name the f- the f- the front one Sorka and the back one Lava. <laughs> you know, I know those are not actually you. You metals, rejected you rejected just... my like very nicely matched pair for a Celtic for name and Lava. And lava. <laughs> okay, it's just also like Sorka reminds me of the word scorch. Like it just it has a fiery sound to it, and yeah, yeah. I TBH, I, I like Smelton Smith better, but I feel like this, these two horses were your spot, so I wait, will give okay, you creative okay, okay, direction okay, on wait. them. Can we do can we do Sorka and Smelt? Or do you really want Smelt and Smith together? Well, I feel like the appeal of them is the mat is the matched okay. set because they are both thematically matched and um alliteratively. Yeah, yeah. But I like I like Sorka. Maybe we could find a better match for Sorka than Lava. Sorka and Torcha. <laughs> Sorka and Torka. Um Hmm. No, you know what? Let's just do Sorka and Smelt. Let's let's not get bogged down on this. Okay. Okay, which is Sorka and which is Smelt? Uh the 35 is Sorka, 36 is Smelt. Okay. Great. 37 has a writer with an incredibly long axe. Yep. It's a dark horse that's a little lighter at the muzzle, and I thought it had a thick neck. Yes. That's all I got. Um, okay, axe associations. Haft. Sorry, what? Haft? Yeah. Like, uh, yes, like the, yes, like the haft of an axe, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, when my dad was in college, he was in a band called Jimmy and the Axemen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, cause guitar, you know, the right, guitars right, right. are called yeah, axes, yeah, yeah. right? I, I think that was, maybe that was high school. May have been, I don't know. Uh, so Jimmy is, <laughs> is an option. The axe handle is apparently called a helve, which is a very Rohirrim sounding word to me. Wait, then what is an axe? What is the ha- what is a haft? Um, I think I I think I was the, the haft is the part when you of a smith tool, the haft is the part at the end that becomes the handle. Uh, I'm sorry that makes no sense. The the ha- okay, dictionary says the handle of a knife, axe or spear. Um, so is is are all helves hafts, but not all hafts are helves? Is helve just a haft that is specific to an axe? I guess, yeah. Haft is also a verb that means provide a blade, axe head, or spearhead with a haft. It took a man just over eight and a half hours to haft an axe for me. Wow. Okay, yeah, so helve is, helve is an axe-specific word. In fact, in the Wikipedia diagram of an axe, it refers to the... <laughs> okay, first of all, it's a fucking axe. There's not that many bits, and there's, like, a, 
a dozen things labeled on here, including the belly, cheek, eye, toe, beard, heel, butt, shoulder, throat, and knob. (laughs) But it does refer to the handle as a haft. So maybe let's do haft. (laughs) Man, look at the knob on that. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Haft. Also, boy, that really hafts my axe. Boy, that really Uh, hafts my axe. I've got okay. an axe to haft with you. Uh, 38 is a... Oh, this is... There's another cut. They're reforming the line for the Oliphants. 38 is a chestnut with a white stripe and a black swag. Uh, Chara. Okay. Like right? the, That was one of like, the dragon was, rider names. Oh, I see. I thought you were... I could... Shara. S-H-A-R-R-A. Oh, Shara. Yeah, I heard that as the way you would abbreviate character. Yeah, well, when you said Shara, I spelled it with a ch for whatever reason, and then I, but then when I read it back to you, I forgot how it sounded at the beginning, and I pronounced it with the you know the hard ch instead of the soft one, or whatever. Okay, thirty nine is a very red chestnut making a face with a horseshoe cut out at the bottom of the face armor as we've seen before i think this is i think this is your left great making making a face probably in the middle of another fucking speech you know yeah number 40 is a dark gray dapple with a lighter face a dark mane a light swag and I noticed that it was more gray, like, under the face armor. Like, around the eyes and around the nose were lighter. And then as, the like, around the edges of the face armor, you could tell that it was getting grayer. And you want to name this one Lassamista Leaf Gray. Yeah, I think so, if that's okay with you. Yes. Great. And that is all fucking 40 horses today. Yes. Uh, the it. last thing I wrote was Megillowen Heart. And then R.I.P. McGillowen question mark. But yeah. I'm gonna cross out that part and just no. We've leave we've decided McGillowen heart. Yeah, yeah. She is alive and well. She's a survivor. She's a fucking sword maiden. That's what McGillowen means. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, would a horse hold a sword <laughs> like this or like this? <laughs> oh God. Joey. That's one vow done. Did you have a favorite horse today? Fuck. Uh, honestly, I have a weird love of rectangle. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> Shehalem, because it looks like star. Yeah. Um, and, and just, oh, it was a very cute horse. Also, low eye skelly, because I just loved the skeleton legs. Yeah, the skeleton legs were really cool. Um, I think I like the combination of Deco, Nouveau, and Modern, both because, like, that is, the those three extremely different horses next to each other, I feel like sums up this episode really well, which is uh, different stuff for Rohan. Lots of weird bays, lots of dapples, I mean, a yeah. dun. Like, I feel like it yeah. sums up the episode. And I like yeah. the molten metal twins, Sorka and Smell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, our third vow. Wait, can we is... do horse numbers from then? Oh yes. Uh that was forty named horses. 
Yes, and so we, we didn't add any to the original count, so our running horses of total, our running total of horses is still 2,096. Yes. Someday I will do the math on how many of those are named, but not today. Great. Okay, third oath. Third oath. We are going to rewrite a song. We're going to rewrite a song called A Rhyme of Lore, which Gandalf sort of mutters to himself when he is riding with Pippin to Minas Tirith after Pippin looks into the Palantir. And it goes, Tall ships and tall kings, three times three. What brought they from the foundered land over the flowing sea? Seven stars and seven stones and one white tree. Mm. We liked this uh, song for this episode because we see the one white tree uh, put out a little bloom. Um, <laughs> I love to watch a tree put out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we need to go home. <laughs> um... Okay, what's your what what are we doing with this? Is it going to um, be and one white horse? Like are we Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that works, right? <laughs> Just I change think, the sure. one word and we're done. Do <laughs> boom. Um so 3C and tree all rhyme, which means that now they have to rhyme with horse. Uh-oh. Oh, or oh fuck. steed. Steed, one white. What's another word for Hey, Joey, what's what's another word for horse? Steed, mount, mare. Friend. Uh, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm, I mean, there are others, but I'm thinking of one syllable words. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Not like stallion and gelding and whatever else. Well, and all of those, man, we need, but all of those are not, I mean, they are synonyms in one sense, but they describe it's a squares and rectangles. I want another I want another rectangle word for horse. Mm. I mean not rectangle mm. the horse. You know what I mean. Yes. Uh sorry, I'm looking up the rhyming dish- dictionary. Horse synonym. That's mean. Some of these are mean. Whoa, whoa. Gorse? As in gorse bush? Yeah. Horse? Like, voice horse. Remorse. Oh no. Source. Course. Both, Hmm. like, rough and, like, running the, running. The course, Let it run its course. Um. And also, like, of course. Oh, and force. I I feel like horses. Divorce. Damn, horse divorce. Damn. I feel like the horse is not that fruitful. I don't know. I feel like there are enough words there, there, there that we there can are make some, There's some work. words. We might, we might have to be a little creative, which we hate to be. When are we not creative, Caitlin? Hmm. Two different directions. When we name on a horse one. rectangle. <laughs> 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 wow, this horse has a calico nose. Let's name it fucking calico. No, that's great. That's how, listen, that is a long and storied tradition for naming yeah. animals. It's Blaze, fine. star, like that's spot. Yeah. Um, okay. 
tall. What? Tell me what you want this to be about. Um, because it's so it's talking about the nine the nine mortal men, right? Nine rings for mortal men. Three times three is nine. Y- yes, correct. Three so cubed. That's that's what tall kings is about, and then what brought they? Palantirs and also seven gems and a tree. Yes. Um. So, do you want this? To so this should be, be about the Maros then. If it's about horses, so they're like are... fabled, stabled ancestors. <laughs> then about like the Rohirrim's ancestors and the the horse they brought with them uh yeah I guess it could be I was thinking of it like, actually be because this like, is about the Numenorians. if this is from the perspective of a horse it would be about the Maros yeah but and it could be the traits of the Maros instead of the physical things that they brought Oh, okay. So, so you're saying the last line should not be one white horse at all. No, I don't, I don't think so. And part of that is that okay, I think okay. one yeah, white no, horse is. Yes. Great. That's, I was just hung up on that and I hadn't considered. Oh, the oh, I see. No, 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 no. I, yes, no, you were that, thinking yeah. about that. I was thinking about the like star, stars and stone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um. Okay. Um. Ships are out. The horses don't like ships. Yeah. Uh... Okay. Oh, maybe maybe Let's... we should decide actually what that last what... line yes, is going to be. We need to know that rhyme. Um. One. Oh, there is kind of a numerical theme, so I feel like maybe we should keep the and one. But then a lot of the things that I was. Yeah. One. A it doesn't, of, I mean, mm-hmm. we could get rid of the numbers completely if we wanted to. That's true, um, because there's not a numerical emphasis for the Maros. Yeah, Num- like. Marosical. <laughs> I'm, we gotta, I'm, I'm spiraling here, my guy. Okay. <laughs> what is, like, the most iconic thing, trait of the Maros? I think it's, I think it's the speed. Like, every time that we hear about shadow facts, the thing that, like, is immediately apparent to him is his speed like an arrow or like a bird. Okay. What if... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I try to avoid discussion of feet, you know, in my public... What? A- anyways. No free, no free feet pics, yeah. Uh, but what if the last line is, and wind fleet feet, wind fleet, wind fleet being hyphenated and wind fleet feet. That's really good. Do you think as like a fucking horse epithet, do you think we need to save fleet as a thing that rhymes with feet, given that we have three rhyming lines in the poem? Hold on. Let's look. <laughs> seat. Let's see what rhymes meat, with feet. Teat. Mm. 
elite. <laughs> can we name a can we describe <laughs> both horses as a Yes. Uh <sighs> beat, cheat, eat, greet, meet like meeting, neat, peat, petite, petite, mm. sheet. I think okay. sweet mm. treat. Wheat. I like wheat. 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 I like I like feet, fleet, and elite. Okay, what about wheat? Because I bet we could have a thing. Like, they are coming in search of wheat. Like, that's, that can, there can be a line about, like, whatever is prompting their travel. Mm, okay. Their movement. Okay, point is, point is, we know we can use feet for the last line, so we can build, we can build from there. There's plenty yes. to work with there. Okay. Um, oh, 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 that could be mm, that first line instead of tall ships and tall kings. Uh-huh. We could do like tall mares and tall steeds. Yeah. What if it's, what if we abandon that a little bit more and mm-hmm. it's more like noble horses running free. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or on the move, on the move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, oh, shit. We can even do. We can do. We could in... include the the name there, Noble Maras, because oh, we yeah. can. Yeah. In search of golden wheat. Um, what's another adjective for them besides elite? Uh, that rhymes with feet. No. Um, they're smart, they can talk, they're very pretty and have beautiful fluffy tails. Mm-hmm. They don't like tack. No tack. No. Mm-hmm. They're my friends. <laughs> Is this helping? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Noble Maris on the move in search or running free. What do you, what do you like? Noble Maris running free in search of golden wheat. Noble Maris. Golden, yeah. Okay. On the moon um, in search of. I can't decide if I like it better with the almost rhyme or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think maybe it's going to depend on what comes next. Okay. Um, I'm thinking that. <sighs> Sorry, it's so hard to think. Um. There's going to be a line, and then the line four is going to be the beautiful elite. So line three is, like, more about them. You know, like, like Mm -hmm. horses beyond your wildest dreams. (laughs) You know, like, um, horses different than the rest. The beautiful elite horses, you know. Horses. (laughs) Steve. Steeds beyond the horse girl's dream. The beautiful <laughs> elite. Is that yeah. too... Let's I mean, do it. I feel like... Okay, I was trying to be not... More serious? Well, not that anachronistic, I guess. Mm, mm-hmm. Um. Oh, like... Like... Horses of... Da-da renown. Or, like... 
mi- something stable. about myth. Horses like stable pronoun. <laughs> um, horses out of legend. Horses. Oh, oh! What if we did? Because okay, the the, the like, turn of phrase that they always use to describe the Maris is like king of the horses, and Chad effects is king of the horses. Mm. So what it? What if we did something like? kingliest of all the uh, I'm mm. so, so there's King, some there's some something there kingliest of all the steeds the beautiful elite the beautiful elite um and then we can say like these sort of specific traits um, yeah 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 and so then I think we we can keep win fleet feet so we yes. can do like um, um Flowing manes and oh, sharpest. Um, wait, flowing manes, intelligent eyes, and wind fleet feet. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Do have you been writing this down? Yes. Can you send it to me? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Thank you. Okay. Can we alternate lines, and will you start us off? Noble Meras, running free in search of golden wheat. Kingliest of all the steeds. The beautiful elite. Flowing manes, intelligent eyes. And wind fleet feet. Feets? We even fixed Tolkien's busted ass. <laughs> uh, busted ass third line. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it. it's there, but you have to know exactly how to. It is not very intuitive. Yeah. Great. We did it. That is our third vow. Hell yeah. Uh, Caitlin, I haven't been outside recently, but do you, are the beacons lit? Have you seen fires in the distance? Oh God, let me, let me scan the horizon. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here on the porch. Eating a bowl of soup. Eating a bowl of soup. Uh, I'm just mining, I'm catching a, a, a rare moment of rest. It's been kind of a busy, oh my God, what is that? It's a beacon. It's a beacon. The beacons are lit. The beacons are lit. Soup on the ground. <laughs> soup on me. Hair greasy. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, okay. Our first question is from Sarah Aitkenhead, uh, who asks on Twitter, Is Shadowfax the last Maris, and are all the horses of Rohan related to them? Are they sometimes born among the more regular Rohan steeds, or are they a separate line? Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm going to embarrass myself because I don't fully remember the mythology, but I feel like the sense of it is that Rohan has the best horses because they are descended from the Maras, and it's like the Numenorians. It's like the, the the blood has diminished over the years. But in some people, it runs more strongly, like Faramir. Right, exactly. They're the Numenorians of horses. But yes, I think I think all the Rohan horse are like distantly descended from the Maras, and that's why Rohan. Yes. Are not just the best riders, but they have the best horses. Yeah, and I think Shadowfax, it, it maybe is the last Maris, but not because 
that line is separate just because it has been dwindling and Shadowfax is just one of those horses that, like, you know, is more magical than the others. God, Shadowfax... Shadow, why don't we ever see Shadowfax and Aragorn, like, deep in conversation? They would have so much to relate about. Yeah, because they're both... They both got long shanks. They both got that. They've both got flowing hair, although Shadowfax's is much less greasy than Aragorn's. Oh my god, Aragorn braiding Shadowfax's hair. And Shadowfax braiding Aragorn's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Um... God, you okay, know they would, okay. they would share Otterborn braiding Shadowfax's hair, or Brago's hair for that matter, and Eowyn braiding, braiding Aragorn's hair. Yeah, uh, and it's then really Mary good. braiding Eowyn's hair. Here's the thing. Ar- Aragorn absolutely seems like the type, like, he would take a bite out of the apple, hold it up to Shadowfax to take a bite, and then take and a then bite out of the apple again. Bite. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um... I was going to say something else, which is that, oh, that I, my take is that the the Maris sort of like blood is dwindling because that's what's happening in general. Like, like yeah, the, because the magic, magic because dying, the magic right? is it's right leeching from like the world. The, the third age is ending like things, things are changing and it's just a different world now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely. Yep. Okay. Agree. The other question we are going to answer today is from your girlfriend, Emma. Hi, Emma. Uh, hi, thanks Emma. For bringing Emma me, says, thanks for bringing Thanks for aiding and abetting Shadowfax. This episode of Shadowfax brought to you by Emma, who brought me my headphones from home when I forgot to bring them for recording. Thanks, Emma. Yes, absolutely. We we could not make this without the support. Without the of, aid, the, the aid and a battle. <laughs> yes, of honestly, both Emma and Francis in many ways. Um, okay, we've, Emma says, we've heard a lot about all the things in Lord of the Rings that are horses, gay love, a log, feelings, all true. Uh, but what in LOTR is absolutely not a horse? What's the least horsey thing? The opposite of a horse. Denethor. Denethor. Gollum. Transphobes. Yes. Um, there's some, there are some, like, rocks and logs that are not very horse-like at all. Yeah. Um, oh, that guy in the book who was fucking mean to Bill the Pony, that guy's Bill not Fernie. a horse. Bill Fernie! Bill Fernie! Yeah. Not a horse at all. Not a horse at all. Um, the power of the ring is not very horse-like. That wasn't very horse-like of you, Sauron. No. Betrayal? Not a horse. I mean, sometimes betrayal is pretty horse-like. No. TBH. No. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> I'm just... I, I don't know. Uh, listen, I'm I, have, about, like, I have been okay. betrayed by a horse. Okay, that's fair. But like Frodo's like manipulated rejection of Sam, not a horse. Not a horse. Horses um, are about love. Mm-hmm. Sam's and love for Frodo, speed. a horse. Okay, actually, Sam and Frodo's quest, very horse-like in that it is about love and support, not very horse-like in that it is very slow and they're literally on foot. That's not very horse-like of them. Horses are literally on foot. Right, but their own feet. (laughs) Sam and Frodo are not the horses here. (laughs) Okay, but Sam kind of, like, Sam is Bill the Pony. Right, 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 agreed. Kind of. Yeah, 
Um, you know, you actually, you know, who's like not very horse-like and not because of negative traits? Yeah. Um, fucking Elf Daddy. What's his name? Elrond? <laughs> yes, thank you. I mean, depending on how you mean daddy there, some people would think you were talking about Thranduil. Oh, yeah, damn, truly. No, no, no. <laughs> Elrond is not very horse-like. No, he's really not. No. Boats, fucking boats are not horse-like. Uh-uh. Okay. I think that's it. That's the entire yeah. list. Great. Thanks for writing in. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah, yeah. would like a serious question answered academically like you just heard, <laughs> you can send us... You can and should send us your questions to uh, shadowfactspod at gmail.com. Yes. Or to us on Twitter at shadowfactspod. Pod. You know yep. where it is. You're 20, uh-huh. you're 20 episodes deep. Uh-huh. You know where to find us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, is this episode 20 or is this episode 19? This is episode 19, but it's actually episode 22nd 23? Episode 22. Do you count the trailer? No. So... 23. No, 22. Right, but I'm counting the trailer. <laughs> trailers are not very horse-like. Horses don't like trailers very much. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. okay well, we'll see you guys next uh, time for I'll, a book episode. I'll be here running on my Windfleet feet. Thank you for listening. The music you heard at the beginning was Horse by Horse, arranged and performed by Caitlin and Joey. That's us. You can listen to it again at soundcloud.com shadowfactspod. The cover art was made by Annie Johnston Click at Dancy Naru on Twitter. I'm Caitlin, my pronouns are they, them, and you can follow me at Chalo and Behold on Twitter. You can follow the show at ShadowFactsPod and email your horse-related Lord of the Rings questions to ShadowFactsPod at gmail.com. Joining me on this journey there and back again is... Joey. My pronouns are they, he, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoeyThePrince. If you want to read and watch along, check the episode description for the segment we'll cover next time. This has been ShadowFacts. One horse to rule them all! Ha 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 ha!